I participated in a service on Buddhism and creativity at the Unitarian Universalists of Mount Airy in Philadelphia. The YouTube video of my part of the service is above and the text is below. When Mary Ellen asked me to do a service with her on creativity and Buddhism, I immediately agreed. She meant creativity or Buddhism, but I thought she meant both. For me, they have always worked together. For the past eight years or so, I've had a meditation practice that allows me to get out of my own way. I think of it as vacating the premises and honoring the emptiness inside of myself. I've found the more skilled I get in meditating, the easier it is to get out of my own way and the more likely it is for the muse to come visit me. I think of the muse as that bubble of inspiration that leads me along into new projects. The bubble descended on me about a year and a half ago when I was out taking my daily walk. Ever since then I have been obsessed with whales and have been learning as much as I can about them. The novel addresses some of the issues that I was already interested in such as veganism and being a voice for the voiceless, or in this case, since whale language is currently being studied, a voice that speaks for the animals who we don't yet understand. I was very dismayed just recently when I listened to a scientific expert on whales say that the larger ocean mammals are expected to be the first to go extinct. In this worst-case scenario of climate change, if humans don't change their ways, the oceans will become unsustainable by the year 2050. That's less than 30 years from now. I'm no scientist but I do understand that the planet needs the sea to survive, the oceans need the whales, and the human beings need the oceans. Hence, human beings need the whales. I found that many native cultures worship the whales and that these people who live closest to the earth have a memory of the whales being their ancestors and their relations. I also found out that there are people in Vietnam, the country that the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh is from, who worship the whales in special temples dedicated to the whales and that if some people there find a beached whale who has died, they bury the whale in a ritualistic way in the same manner as if the whale was a family member. I also read that a deceased whale is thought to be likely to reincarnate into the soul of an enlightened being, a sort of Buddha. Uncovering this was one of my aha, or wow, moments when I learned about the significance of the whales. There have been many of these moments. In my first year and a half of learning as much as I could about the whales and writing down notes, I was working on other projects as well. I wanted to work on this project, but it seemed that the other projects kept getting in the way. Finally, less than a month ago, I decided that I needed to start writing, so I did. I have my own superstitions and traditions about not rushing or angering the muse. I didn't want her to get disgusted and to think that I had abandoned her. What I didn't expect was how this project would be all-consuming for me. Whales are now my constant companions. Sperm whales who I am primarily writing about live in matrilineal pods made up of great aunts, grandmothers, mothers, juvenile cousins, female calves, which is what young whales are called, and pre-adolescent male calves. When male whales reach sexual maturity, they are thrown out of the pod and live on their own or form pods with other teenage males. I figure there is probably a reason for this. Often before or during my writing time, I listen to recorded whale and dolphin songs, which I learned are used for healing. Dolphins, who are mammals, are part of the whale family. The novel that I am writing has the working title of Dick Moby which is what the narrator names herself after reading Herman Melville's novel Moby Dick which she finds floating in the sea. Like me, my inner whale has some anger and trust issues which she is working on. Unlike me, the narrator is pregnant and wants to resolve her issues, or as many as she can, before her calf is born and she passes her trauma on to another generation. The chapters are short. I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs from chapter 2 where the whale tells you about the name she has given herself. After I read the book, okay scanned it, I decided to call myself Dick Moby. Dick means different things to different beings. Reversing the order of the words makes sense to me. When I use the word Dick, I use it in the most vulgar sense. 
I use it as a verb. Like the made-up whale in Moby Dick, I want to ram the whale ship until it sinks and all that is left is splinters floating on the calm sea. The sharks will feast on the carcasses of the drowned. The splinters will settle on the bottom of the sea and be lost to eternity. I have never heard of a great white whale named Moby Dick. What was the author thinking calling the book that? Did he mean the whale had a large, a ham, member? Was he appealing to something in the collective subconscious that would respond to such a thing? Yet, when I looked through the book, I remembered the story on which it was based, the one my grandmother told me. I realized the story has always been with me. It seems that I long have been motivated by fear and rage. Although when it comes to human behavior, I have come to expect the worst, and I am no longer outraged. I was never hunted personally. But when I was a calf and my grandmother told me this cautionary tale about the humans who used to hunt us, the story stayed with me. I understand now that humans no longer hunt whales, for the most part, but that we must remain vigilant. The chapters are coming much faster than I originally anticipated. I am careful not to rush the writing, but at the same time I recognize that the whale wants me to tell the world her story before it is too late. So, I am usually writing. Writing from the point of view of the whale has become a kind of meditation for me. As I write, I honor the whale inside of you and inside of me, just as I honor the Buddha, or the light, inside of me and inside of you. Namaste. For information on my upcoming ebook Loving Artemis click here. Oh learn more about my novel They, A Biblical Tale of Secret Genders, published by Adelaide Books New York slash Lisbon, click here. To learn more about my latest published novel, The Unicorn, The Mystery, click here. The Unicorn, The Mystery now available from Adelaide Books, hashtag I'm reading hashtag faithfully LGBT. P.